welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. I believe this is John Teixeira sitting next to me. Yep, it is. Someone else's body. Um, This week, we are talking about those flipping costs. If you want to know about those flipping costs or anything we talk about today or want to talk to us, see our smiling faces, um, give us a call, 817 Eight one eight nine zero three nine. Shoot us an email at show me the money at wertpm.com. Come check us out in downtown Mansfield, Texas, DFW, or just continue to listen to us we on here. So, what are we talking about today, John? What are those flipping costs we were talking about? You like those flipping costs, those huh? That made you laugh, costs. huh? You like that's funny. Um, so, first of all, if I was if I had the ability to be John Teixeira in somebody else's body. I would definitely pick a different body than this one. Okay. I think it was the other way around. I think it was somebody else. Okay. Given your actions previous to this podcast start. What but. are those flipping costs? <laughs> so we're kind of talking about like a lot of people. We're, we're getting back into the um, a market where creative financing, um, more traditional flipping and investing is going to start happening. Uh, investors with... The ability to take advantage of opportunity should be looking for that opportunity and we should be entering a season for them to take advantage, right? And just, and to get back into the game and be profitable again. Um, and I say that because we're coming out of a season where it was hard to make money in, in using this specific uh, mechanism, flipping houses, buying something and then reselling it was a lot harder coming out of the season we've been in than it will be in the season we're going into. Yeah, because as markets change, flipping flipping is, we've talked a lot about creative financing and all these different things in the market changing, but flipping comes more back into play or it's, people are always flipping, right? Let's get that straight. Yeah. Then any market, people are flipping houses. Somebody's flipping. They get more common in these situations where it, you can't just throw up a box and sell it, right? You know, you, you without fixing it up. Um, so people start selling houses for the discount and the condition that they're actually in, right? Um, and cash is king right now. Cash is king. Yeah, financing's hard to get. So if you're going to spend, well, the people who are shopping and getting taking out loans, they want houses that are fully ready, right? Because it's not just more expensive to buy a house through conventional financing. If you got to fix it up it's, and borrow money for that, it's more expensive to get those costs covered too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's all about the financial markets in well, comparison to the r- real estate. And the reality is, to your point, everybody wants to do it, right? Partly thanks to HGTV and, and all the other um, channels that show us um, how glamorous it is to flip in Hollywood, right? Well, and I think what we're doing here, those flipping costs, we're jumping into the actual cost and making it less glam and more reality, right? Because what do they show you at the end of the HGTV? We got this house for 200,000 and we put 80 grand into it and we sold it for 300,000 and that's a $20,000 profit. You and me see that. We're like, you lost money. You lost money for sure. If that was, if that was your cushion 20 grand right there. So we're going to explain why. Yeah, and, and and so yeah, so we are going to get into it. But but to be fair, I have seen some of these TV shows that do dive into some of the things we're going to talk about a little bit more, and they're a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. But having said that, what you need to recognize is when you're watching these shows, 
almost all of them are either on the West Coast or on the nor- in the Northeast corridor of the country. That's where flipping during certain seasons is, is done for these TV shows because the numbers are so astronomical, right? Like you can... You can buy something for two hundred, sell it for four fifty, put one hundred fifty into it, and walk away with a hundred grand. I don't think I did that math exactly right, but you see my point. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not going to comment on that one. <laughs> and but the point is that that there's only a couple places you can do it. Sometimes in Florida and South Florida, but there's only two or three spots in our country where you've been able to do that at certain times. I think that's more where they've made it more glamorous, like like the whole. Well, because well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then there's Waco. I was gonna say that one of the most <laughs> popular ones shows that there's been is the I forget the name of it. The Magnolia. Husband and wife. Yeah, but the, it's in Waco. That's our. I mean, we could go. Waco's 30 minutes south of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. that's a good point. I mean, Waco is a is a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollar median price, right? So it's not like so. You so you're right about that. But but here's the thing: for every one of those that you see on TV. How many are there that don't look anything like that, right? So, like, if you're if you're doing a hundred of these a year, and you're putting fifteen of them on TV every year, so the top fifteen, right? The f- top fifteen winners are what you're going to show mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah, they don't right? show the losers. You're, I mean, some do, but I think what I think what the most our our primary goal here and the most important thing about this. I guess this topic is making sure that the people who want to get into flipping or maybe don't understand all the aspects of flipping, um, because to have a success, in, like your first couple flips are huge, right? Even your first one, because if you fail on your first one, you you could fail big and then you're never doing it again. And then if you succeed, you you could give you capital to to grow it and do more and do more, right? So, um, honestly, if you, you know, we're gonna get into why, but most people I talk to lose money on their first flip. So the bar is just if you break even on your first flip, you seem maybe you did good. And, so. and here's the thing: everybody who's ever walked into a Home Depot thinks they can do it. Oh yeah, right. Because there's a lot of factors here, and that's what we're going to get into, right? Yep. It's not just money. It's not just sales price. It's time. So. And, so let's get right into the costs of it and like skip over the price of it. Let's make up a purchase price. So we we negotiated costs. something and we're buying it for $200,000. Yeah? Sure. Okay. 200 grand, that's our number. And we're hoping after we renovate it, what are we going to sell it for? 3 320? Sure. Sound good? Sound good to me. All right. So what what is in between? So our our acquisition costs 200,000. And our expected ARV is 320. What's the ARV stand for? After repaired value. Nice. So, or what we expect it to appraise after repairs. Um, so, by the way, that is the number that investors use. That is the number that hard money lenders use when they're when they're talking about um, their the the amount that they will lend. They're referring to ARV. Always. So 70%, 75% of ARV, 80%, whatever that is, that's what they mean is that after repaired value. What will it be worth after we're done? Okay. So we got we got a target property, right? We we 
do we do we determine repairs first? Do we well, figure okay, out how so, we get the two hundred grand first? So so let's 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 skip to closing. How's that? Let's close on this right, property. Let's, it's two hundred thousand dollars. What is this thing going to cost us? At two hundred thousand dollars, what what do we real? What is it really costing us? Because most of the deals, you mean purchasing it, right? Yep. At, okay. At, at, the, at the closing table when we're purchasing, Cause, okay. Because most of the deals we've done, well, uh, I shouldn't say that. They can happen a lot of different ways. Um, well, uh, don't, don't let me stop you too 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 soon. But I I, I, want, I think we should throw repairs in here first, so we know what our gap is. We can see show people how. Oh, okay. It gets I was just going to go with the timeline and start with okay, never mind. step one. I mean, I don't Kyle, know. Kyle, shut one, up. John, continue. Step one is we're closing on a $200,000 house. We haven't even started repairs. All right, let's get it. There's some closing costs involved in yes, that for is. the buyer. So those closing costs could be as little as, I don't know, they could be as little as three, dollars $4,000. They could be as much as eight to $10,000, depending on how you negotiated your deal. We've done wholesale deals where... As the buyer, we had to pay all of the closing costs, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes I may be buying from, I may be buying Steve's house. He's got a little junker he wants to get rid of. And and maybe I negotiate better with Steve than I do a wholesaler, right? And maybe I get him to pay all my closing costs. So it's just really kind of depends on how you negotiate it. But um, the point is you are going to have some closing costs that you need to figure in to the purchase of that property. So your $200,000 house is actually going to cost you 205, 210, 205, 210. Let's 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 call it 210, okay? okay. Let's we're up to 210. Now, that's assuming you got cash. That's assuming your $200,000 cash, right? Yep. Um the another common is hard money. Right, mm -hmm. and, and we're only going to talk about these two options because this is most of it, right? You're not buying a house that needs this much of repairs with and conventional financing. Yep, no, yep. so hard money lender, right? This is kind of like paying the seller with cash but having a mortgage on it, right? That's high interest. Um, they take points up front most of the time. It's usually one or two points. So the Two to four. Two, two to four right now, two actually. So let's yep. call, you know... what. Two two points on two hundred thousand dollars would be four thousand. Yep. Four four points. Let's let's stick with four points. It's another eight thousand. You're now before anything's happened. You know, say they're lending you all this money. That's eight thousand dollars to your hard money lender just for originating that money, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So that 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 um, on top of that, you usually have like a thousand dollars. Add another thousand for uh, legal costs of that loan, right? Call this your lender's closing cost. But we um, haven't even got the keys and haven't even got through day one yet, and we're already up eighteen thousand dollars cut into our quote unquote profit. Yep. This is correct. This is, and, and what I want to point out is as we go through this, this is a, such a great exercise, Kyle. As we go through this, this is, this is our point, right? Is how quickly all these things that you don't think about cut into. That is what we are talking about. Yes. And, and, and I want to say that we're, we're, we're not only making this realistic, these numbers, this 18,000 just came in direct proportion of a deal we just did. So like these are. Yeah. This is pretty this, close to this, something we just almost did. Exactly. Yep. Two, we, yep. we probably should have used the sales price that we had, but whatever. Um, 
these are almost exactly in proportion to our sales price what you what you would pay so the thousand is pretty steady that's kind of the the call, call it most hard money lenders are private money guys so that thousand bucks was uh, like the they're them paying a lawyer to wrap this all up into a contract and, mm. and do all that yep. stuff, right? Because yep. they don't have a lending house and underwriters and all that stuff. They're just usually just a guy with money that needs to pay um, the lawyer. So let's get into let's well, get into going past it, right? So, yeah, no, no, we're dying to get into the fun stuff, right? But isn't there some stuff to do before the fun stuff? We've got our financing in place, right? And but we need insurance. Yep, we need to set up utilities. Utilities usually require a deposit, right? Mm -hmm. On each one. No, that, that's right. let's not. Uh, we don't have deposits on them, so let's just let's just, let's uh, ignore okay. the utility deposits. But insurance is big because when you're doing a uh, this is this is an insurance policy with a vacancy builders, clause, builders clause, yep, vacancy clause yep. is what they call. But either way, vacancy yep. clause makes it call it twice as expensive as what you'd expect, right? Um, so this $200,000 property, this insurance policy that I'm sure this hard money lender is going to force us to pay out all at once is going to cost about five to $6,000 on a $200,000 property. Let's call it 5,000 just to keep it clean. Um, so $5,000 up front. This is, I'll, I'll say that, say you sell this property after six months, you'll probably get a refund for half of that, but we're not betting on that right now. This is... Yeah, that's an annual. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, that's annual, if correct. Um, but it's but you got to pay it up front. Builders risk policy is what it's called. I just remembered. And yeah. and you're right. It's And they take a little bit more risk because they know you're going to be working on it. Mm -hmm. And what they do is, is while it's high, like you said, when you're done working on it, if you were to keep it as a rental, then it would turn into a rental policy, which would be a little bit more economical than a builder's risk policy. But they know you're working on it. They know you're flipping it. And you've got to cover it appropriately because, you know, if it burns down while you're working on it, you know, you may not be covered under a normal policy. You would be under this policy. Right? Okay. So we are... We're going to get into the fun stuff now? Yeah. So we have the keys. We're ready to go, right? We got the keys. We we're just gonna go to Home today. Depot and we're going to grab a couple carts. And So Steve, Steve's helping us out with the math here. This is... I uh, like it. We we started with $200,000 purchase cost, right? We're, our expected ARV is three hundred and twenty. That leaves us 96000 in between for... Um, as our, that's what we have left as, as, dif as difference our, right our now. Difference, our, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that's our cushion right now. Ninety six. Right. right. That's what we're so gonna watch. If, dwindle. If we could go put it on the market tomorrow for three twenty, we could get make ninety six. Right. That's right. No, that's not right. We're gonna get into that oh, why later. That's right? right. Um, if we can do that and not have any other costs, <laughs> yeah. Which okay. is what we're going to get into after this. So next is we got to repair this, right? You should have it, it, never buy a property without this this number. This number should have been known or estimated prior to the purchase, right? But let's call this sixty. We're going to do fifty fifty thousand in repairs. Let's start with yes. fifty thousand in repairs. Fifty fifty sounds like a. a you know what? I got to say, you know, well, in in. Things have gotten so crazy. Construction costs, materials, they are varying. They are varying to a rate that my GC right now is going to Home Depot the same day he's writing up his estimates. He told me that the other day because I was, he was like, it, "They're changing that quickly that for these big renovations, I just go there." He's like, "I could," because they change week to week these material costs right now because they're 
and they're 3x what they used to be. So if you're listening to this and you flipped something five years ago, don't go do the same estimates based on what you used to do, right? Or like, oh, look at this house. This would be 50. It might turn into 100 for you or more. Um, so, and $50,000 in at least where we're at, that's that's not a huge renovation. You know, that's probably mostly cosmetic things. Uh, Maybe a little more, yeah, but. That's, yeah, that's not, it's not huge or it's not a huge house. We just did a big renovation on a small house that was about that amount. Yeah. Right? A little bit more than that. Um, but the, um, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here thinking about like when I started flipping in 2006, right? 2007 here in Texas. And we used to spend ten to $12,000 on each one of these flips, like almost religiously on every flip. If I could do that today, I'd be flipping Nothing everything amazing. I could see. Yeah. <laughs> That was repair costs. Well, and, and let's call a spade a spade. Labor is expensive now. It is in those construction costs. Labor is a big piece of what has gotten gotten more expensive. Yeah. On top of the materials, so you make every piece of the construction go up, then you know the costs go up. Yeah. So we're at fifty thousand dollars for repairs. Okay, so so we're down to forty six is our our potential profit now. Forty six is our cushion. At the All moment, right. okay. So that's so, what we're going home with. We're going home so with forty six grand. Forty six grand. That's what you're thinking, right? So yeah, let's, baby, let's let's continue go. this exercise. Let's so go. Fifty thousand in repairs, right? So big payday. Oh yeah, we're checking on the property every couple of days. We're talking to our contractor, making decisions. Blah 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 blah. Needs a little bit extra drainage work. Needs a little bit extra roof work. You know what? Are, we we were wrong on something. The fence is uh, you know 50, fifty feet longer than we. <laughs> that fifty grand is always going to become sixty, uh, isn't it's it? It's going to become. 60 that doesn't matter 70. what you budget. You always blow the budget every time. I, I, I even conservatively take my budget and add to it because I know I'm going to blow it. And, and I then still you still blow, blow the that. budget. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be afraid to overestimate your repairs because you should do that always. Um, and sometimes you get lucky. You know, a lot of these, you watch some of the shows, sometimes they overestimate and they're like, well, that 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 ac system we thought we needed to replace ended up being fine or you know whatever those are the good situations or there's times where they don't be fine mm -hmm. um, know your risks okay so we got ten thousand dollars in in over budget repairs so it's done right now we're down to 30 no it's not done it's not done no we have to market it and sell it no so yeah Oh, it's done. It's it's finished. It's, a, a finished. it's ready it's to be finished. marketed and okay. sold. Okay, yes. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna hire a real estate agent. Yep. All right. We're hire a real estate or pay agent. for pay for professional photography and yep. you know we might stage it. Maybe might have to stage it. Um, let's call it. Let's just call it a thousand dollars in in preparation preparation costs. Right. You know, let's just call it pictures. That's conservative. Yeah, and maybe some staging. Okay. Some closeout. Okay, so what's so we haven't paid a real estate agent yet, but we'll do that at the end, right? So so we're looking for a buyer. So let's let's do some let's do some timeline here. So we're going to assume it took us ninety days, right? Why are we going to do that? Because there's a ninety-one day flip rule, and most people buying homes in this price range are using FHA, and FHA will not allow us to 
get under contract in less than 91 days after buying a property. Okay. Did I summarize that pretty well for you? You did. All right. You did. So three months, right? That's three months of utilities while you're renovating a home, which generally makes your electricity bill go up because there's usually a wall missing. The the insulation of this house is generally not at its peak while you're in mid-renovations. Uh, probably doors open and your AC cranking, or if those things aren't happening, your contractors are dying and charging you more for not having AC, right? So um, utilities, let's call that you're, 500 you're bucks. You're calling it three months, but you got three months before you can really get it under contract. You're, you're looking at four, four and a half months of holding. Four months. All right. Let's go with four months. Let's call utilities, water. Um, <laughs> we're not going to include trash in here or all the dumpsters no, that's that part, they need. Well, right? That's part of the repairs. That's part of the repairs. Let's say 500 bucks a month, right? Sounds fair. Um, yes. 500 bucks a month. That's $2,000 for four months. Oh, what? Did, how did we buy this house again? We used a, a loan. We used a hard money lender. Hard money loan. Which in today's environment is about 18% interest rates. Mm, no? 12. 12%? 12%. All right, let's do that math. 200,000 at 12% is $2,000 a month. So, it is 18%. And that's way, interest just, only too. So, we're going to be we're going to leave conservative that. here. So, it, you're likely on an interest only. So, $2,000 per month, Steve. So what do we got? That's we got eight, that's eight thousand eight thousand dollars in in holding costs for the interest that you were paying to the hard money lender. Okay, do we have any money left? Do we have any money left? We're seeing how the holes we still have are to dug. Sell this, yeah. So, so what if we do? We sell it. And we find a buyer. Oh, hey, what just happened to us on our most recent flip? We found a buyer. They went and did their inspection, and next thing you know, we're repairs. We're doing, we're doing more repairs. Requested repairs, right? Um, let's let's be nice to the people in the back. And well, how about <laughs> how about repairs? How about potential? Depending on the market you're in and the economy that you're in, potentially paying for some closing costs. Right now, we haven't we haven't get into this yet, but we had a bond market bust yesterday. Houses could could be. Stick to the topic here. It could be um, it could be a buyer's market. No, as my point is, it could be a buyer's <laughs> market coming up, and we could sellers could be paying more closing costs yeah. in the future. But than, in a, in a say we're in an even market. Let's say even market in general, it's normal for the seller to pay the title policy, right? If you're in a pretty standard, no, you know, yep. no push either way. Yep. Uh, say the seller pays title policy three grand. They're not paying any of the the. The closing costs for the buyer, that's 3000 Let's call it $3,000 in closing costs, right? Probably paying for a survey also. That would also be customary to pay for a survey, which is another $400. Mm-hmm. And you could be paying for a home warranty. So just make that 1000 Steve. Yep. Let's call that 1000 Survey and home warranty. Survey and home let's warranty. Let's call that 1000 That's a good idea. And then wait, who found this buyer? How'd the buyer find the house? They had a buyer's agent. Good old agents, right? Real estate agents. And let's just call it 6%. Let's be conservative and call it 5% because in an investment deal, maybe you get only got to pay the real estate agents 5%, right? If you're lucky. If you're lucky. So what do we got? Oh, we're going to do 6% make this. I don't know why I said that. 
Six percent is more realistic. Here. Nineteen two. Nineteen thousand two hundred. I can't see our number. Do we have any money left? Just hold on. Hold on. We're getting there. So we just okay. paid the agents 1900 200 or 19200 right? Who yep. else we got to pay back? <laughs> the lender. The lender, right? So uh, we'll... Well, Steve's going with cushions, right? So he got paid back at closing. He got his two hundred grand back at closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done with all that. We're so. done with him. I don't... Yeah, uh, no. And, and so there, there are... I mean... This is enough. We just spent it all, right? There's no profit for us. Am I right? What do we got left? We got profit. We, They're cushion. It is eighteen hundred dollars. Is that our profit, or are we out of pocket eighteen hundred? This is no, negative. That's our profit. That's our profit. Assuming okay. Steve, Steve uh, did this all correctly, we we bought the house for two hundred thousand dollars. Ended up costing an extra ten thousand in general closing costs, another eight thousand in interest points to the lender, thousand dollars in legal fees, five thousand dollars in builder risk insurance policies, fifty thousand dollars in repair, ten thousand dollars of that went over budget, so we're at sixty thousand dollars in prep and staging, two thousand in utilities, and I forget what else we threw in there. Um, but it was accurate when we said it. Eight thousand interest payments to your lender while you're in the process of flipping it. Three thousand dollars in closing costs. Thousand dollars in survey and uh, warranty, and then paying out the buyer's agent nineteen so, two. So we made this up, but I gotta say, I'm looking at these numbers, and while we made this up, and look what happened. We ended up with no money, and and I bet you at the beginning, everyone would have thought, "Wow, this is going to be a winner," right? And people make decisions when they're buying homes based on the numbers that we talked about in the very beginning, and that's it. And they don't have all this, this experience. In this example, it would have been it would have been all right. I can get this for two hundred thousand. I can sell it for sixty thousand. Maybe they attributed the real estate of nineteen two into there, right? Well, hopefully they do. But but as I look at these numbers, Kyle, the only number that I see that is 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 variable for the most part is the repair number so depending on the house and depending on what repairs you end up doing will depend on how much that repair number is it could be a lot less it could be a lot more right mm -hmm. um but all those other numbers are going to be there in every deal now we paid eight thousand dollars to Let's pay cash. Let's say we paid cash and we don't have a hard money That's lender. A, I just did the math on that too. So we're taking out sixteen thousand. So now right? we've got ten thousand dollars left. No, it's sixteen. So it was eight of the points and another eight of the interest payments over that okay. four months. So sixteen. So now we're up to twenty, almost twenty, just under twenty, two hundred dollars shy of twenty grand. Six seventeen eight. Seventeen eight. So But you take that into your two hundred thousand, even if that was your profit off that two hundred thousand, that's an eight point nine percent return over four months, right? But that doesn't include the sweat equity. That doesn't include all the time you spent, and it doesn't include the risk, right? We, those things could have gone wrong. If you were twenty thousand dollars over budget, you know you could have made more money on that two hundred thousand sitting somewhere. You know, like well, I want to point something out because. The obvious is right here, and this is the reason why I stopped flipping so much when I did, okay? Look at what the agent made. <laughs> 19 two. 
So if I can sell a house for 19 too and not have all this headache and stress, why wouldn't I just do that all day long instead of going out and spending four months of putting my family's finances on the line and worrying about how to renovate a house and deal with contractors and then find a buyer and close? All the headaches that go with it are worth it if I'm making a lot well, more than twenty grand. Let's look at these numbers too, because the hard money lender made eight sixteen thousand dollars, right? They made sixteen thousand dollars in those repairs. Sixty thousand dollars in repairs. Let's say the contractor made ten percent. He made six thousand dollars. You know, uh, everyone. The agents made making money except two. for the guy who's doing it. Well, yeah, it, but this is why analyzing a deal is so important. Um, because if this ARV was 400000 this whole thing changes. Yeah, absolutely. Now 100%. you made 80, 81.8, right? It all seems worth it. But, but the repairs are probably not 60. They're probably more like 100 now, right? Yeah, which, so, but even but, then, you still, you know, if, the rest of this can stay pretty stagnant for the most part. But, um, you know, it's and and we're not here to 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 push anyone in one direction or the other. We're just here to be realistic about these numbers because we just came up with one, two, three, four, five, six. That's a realistic seven, scenario. Eight, nine, ten, that eleven, eleven financial factors that were involved in this deal, and most people look at and we probably three. forgot some. We yeah, we I think we covered bases pretty well, but yeah, I mean you always forget some, right? Um, or you don't know about all of them. What it, what happens when uh, I buy the house and it's got locks on the utilities and now I got some some people some cities make you pay the back bills for whoever owned it before um, to get those locks off. You know there could be a lot of things um, that happen. Um, so and this is assuming clear title. This is assuming you didn't buy it having to pay off any tax liens. Um, That's those flipping costs. Those flipping costs. So. Um, I hope this was helpful. You know, this, these, these are the realities of flips we've done that make it, you know, eye opening to us, right? Uh, you have to pay attention to all these things. You need good cushions and there's a reason. So, and, and it, it, it helps in negotiating too. If you think you got a good deal or you're trying to go find these deals and the seller's like, well, this is 50 to 60 grand in repairs. And you're like, you're right. It's 50 to 60 grand in repairs. But Oops. that's only one of 11 factors. Hey, you know what? You, you, you tell people, you got to ask yourself, what do you want to make at the end? What does this effort worth to you? Right? Yeah. If you're, if, you're, if you're substituting a job or if you're doing this on the weekends, it's different, isn't it? Um, what is all this headache worth to you? What did, is the reward that you want at the end? And then you've got to figure all this in with your profit and work the numbers backwards. And if you can't get to that purchase price, do not talk yourself into that deal because it looks like a good deal because there's $120,000 with a gross profit there. As you can see, there's not $120,000 in gross profit there when you're done. So don't get yourself to the end frustrated with 1800 bucks. Yep. Because I mean, if you, because uh, nobody wants to work for four months for eighteen hundred dollars, I don't. That would make me mad. I just did the math on it. How many how many hours a week do you think you put into this? Well, okay, so that's a good question. That's different too. So a new a newer 
um, flipper that didn't have a lot of experience would spend a lot of time on these flips. Yep. They would be out there all the time. They would be investing themselves. They would be worried about everything, getting into all the details. A more experienced flipper like me, tires a GC. I, I barely go stuff. out there yeah. twice a week. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't, you know, I, you know, you know what to do. I've got people I trust that I hire. They know what to do, and when they need a decision made, they they know to call me. Um, well, and this is why so many people that flip, especially that flip is a primary business, also have real estate licenses and don't practice real estate. They just use it for themselves because that 19.2 gets cut in half, you know, yep. or even less, especially yep. if you have other clients sell it to. And some people sell it themselves, but we're talking about reality here. This is how most flips are done. Um, most of the time, yeah, you pay agents 19.2, but there's arguments to be made that you would, if you try to go do it yourself, you're only going to get 300. You're, you're not going to get as much. Yeah, yep. you're not going to get the 320. There's so why do it yourself? Plenty or, of data to you know. prove that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how this this looks. What as I look at this list, this looks like a extremely realistic thing that people need to. This is the way people need to evaluate if they're going to do it. It's just like you look at the list and you're just like, man. Those flipping costs. Those flipping costs. <laughs> there's so many flipping costs. There's a lot. But there's money to be made. Just make sure to know because this, what we just described is how people get so in the hole, right? Because what if, 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 what if you're $60,000 $60, in repairs? What if you left yourself a $70,000 cushion? Because what did we start with? We started with $120,000 cushion grand. and ended up at eighteen hundred. dollars Meaning we spent uh, a hundred and eighteen two of that. That's a lot more than sixty. And that if you if that was your bet from the beginning, now you are fifty eight something in the hole. You know, and you think if you do your first flip and you're fifty eight thousand dollars in the hole, you're you're gonna be like, let's go do this again. Uh, you're no, you're probably figuring out. Hey, let's 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 before I know we're going to wrap this up, Kyle. But you know what I want to do? I want to I want to wind this back to the beginning mm -hmm. of the process. What are you going to buy this for? We're we are looking at a deal. We're we're a new investor. We're getting excited and we're looking at the numbers. Two hundred thousand. You're going to sell this house to me for two hundred thousand? Okay, and I can make three twenty on it. That's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Let's go through the motions right now mm -hmm. and the thoughts as somebody's thinking. And then maybe they try to be really smart and they try to think of things like we're doing, right? And they said, well, I'm going to have holding costs and utilities. So what can that possibly be? You know, I don't know. You know, it can't be that much. I got 120 grand. And my repairs, I can't spend anywhere near 120 grand. This is a slam dunk deal. Do you see my point? Like, I do. It seems like there's no way you could spend anywhere near 120 on the repairs and to hold this thing for a few months. And, but in reality, but we're showing that you look can how you did. and and your backups, right? So like never have one game plan, right? N the game plan of selling it for 320 is I mean, oh, yeah. some people do, but like... When the market tanked. You over you overshot it. So you... the best backup in the world is something we talk about all the all the time. Rent it out, right? So what do you do when you rent it out to get out of this deal? You have to do refinance. a cash out refinance. That's another way out. We've talked about the Burr strategy. This is, in, this, this is involved in the Burr strategy. The number there is 256. 
256 is 80 percent of that 320 arv you can only do a cash out up to 80 percent 80 percent of value so 256 should be your your bottom line number like this it's a good way of looking at these because then if if at the end of the day you've only ended the deal for 256 you can cash out the entire 256 and now you got a freshly renovated house and a and a mortgage on it that you can rent it out and make money on rent it's a way out it's an exit strategy that's a good point um good so point. that's that's our number that's what we use if i if and, at the end of the day it's if if yeah. our cost into it is more than and, yeah. and all these exit costs should tell you something right um you know, and well, you can go back and take out what you pay the agent, the survey, the closing. Um, you know, you can take out those last couple items to get there because you're not you're not closing on it again, right? So, um, and you don't know that you're closing at three twenty. No, you don't. You don't know how that decision was made. You don't know who made it and what what they based it on. You don't know if you if you renovated it properly or over renovated it. Um, for the neighborhood, there are all kinds of factors in what you're actually going to sell well, and, it for. And, and markets and, can't change very much in four months. <laughs> they just can't. It just doesn't happen. Uh, What's that company again? Zillow, right? They know everything, right? Oh yeah, they lost. They lost billions in four months. In four months, they came into DFW and they were out of DFW in less than four months. They lost billions yep. because of four months because yep. it takes the during that renovation time. So they don't even do this anymore. They don't, <laughs> Zillow they, they got stopped out of the flipping business. because of yep. market changes, right? So you know, it, there's all these factors, right? And and have some. Even in even in changing markets, flips are best done in low to median income uh, house ranges because those are the houses that are going to be purchased regardless of the market, right? So uh, I'd say best and more more confidently. Best could be measured by the amount of money well, people get by flipping these luxury houses. Yeah, which you can we do can luxury get houses. That, that, you just get more holding costs, right? Like yeah. so, but, risk reward, baby. It's yeah, all risk reward. It's all risk reward, exactly. So so. I think this this sounds like this. I think we've painted this a little bit um, as a discouragement, maybe, and when we're really no. just trying to be real with you, and and so that people, as they're evaluating whether they want to do this, they need to understand what they're evaluating properly, so that they don't get to the end and wind up with eighteen hundred dollars. If they're lucky, they wind up with eighteen hundred dollars. Well, I mean. This this tells you these are just numbers to look at, right? So you you still want this house? I just gave you the number two fifty six, right? So at two fifty six, if it's going to cost us one hundred and eighteen, what do we offer him? Let's see. Kyle's doing some calculating over here. One thirty eight, one forty. You don't pay more than that. That's is what it you is. Got to figure out what your number is. Figure out your strategy. Figure out where your number is and stick to it. And when. And if a seller can't sell to you at that property, that number, and there's a whole bunch of other people lined up ready to buy it, then let them buy it. It's okay. That doesn't need to be your problem because it sounds like a great project and it looks like a, a good deal in a good location. And that doesn't matter. This is what matters. <laughs> the amount we, of time and effort you put into it for the reward is what matters. We didn't jump above that 200000 and show you what the wholesaler's making either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'll really make you mad. <laughs> a you wholesaler's out, probably got a contract at 138 yep. <laughs> Yeah, that'll really make you mad. And then you find out at closing what the, he made fifty grand and and you made 1800 Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, flipping contracts is a whole different game. So mm-hmm. uh, we love it. Those flipping costs, we are here to educate. We are here to help. Um, give us a call, 817-818-9039, or shoot us an email at show me the money if you want more information on those flipping costs. We will be happy to send you an exact screenshot slash printout slash email or whatever you want of the numbers that we just discussed. If you want to listen to this podcast as you stare at those numbers, shoot us an email. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely helpful. Use them to cheat in your own in your own analysis or whatever you want to do. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Me and John are out.